0: This episode of The Bag Drop, Untold Stories in Golf, is brought to you by New Club Golf Society, a humble community of golfers connected by our love for the game. Follow us on social media with the handle newclubgolf. Welcome back, I'm Matt Considine. In our last season of The Bag Drop, we uncovered the untold stories from the PGA Pro's superintendents, architects, and operators who make it possible for us to play the game we all love. To kick off our new season, we turn the mic to our members and ambassadors to show you how the community itself might be the best part of golf. Phil welcome to The Backdrop. Thanks, Matt. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. This is long overdue. Uh, I probably first met you three years ago. Um, we'll get into our relationship as a, as friendship, but uh, we're sitting in a place that's pretty unique for our show. <laughs> Mostly we've done the backdrop in a variety of uh, club and golf course bag rooms surrounded by, you know, beautiful uh, golf clubs and uh, stinky golf towels. This <laughs> is a very different setting. Uh, we're at the Chicago Curling Club today, and uh, this is this is your home, is it home track, home, what, what do you call this
1: place? Yeah, so this is kind of my home away from home during the winter. Uh, you know, this really occupies my my athletic uh, focus, uh, my, you know, competitive drive during the uh, winter months. So, um, yeah, excited to have you guys here. I think, you know, a lot of people don't know that the Chicago Curling Club exists, Um And, you know, it's, you know, uh, um, we see a huge spike in interest around the Olympics. And we saw an even bigger spike this year, or excuse me, uh, 2018, because the uh, U.S. men won the gold medal uh, in curling. And so uh, we we saw a big spike in 2018, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, interest kind of wanes a little bit and uh we don't do a lot of advertising so uh membership kind of slowly goes down but it's a great place uh excited to be on the podcast and looking forward to our conversation
0: well you recruited one member last year our co-founder of new club golf society mark calwell and he just loves this place and you can just see it on days that he's coming up how uh, how giddy he gets to, to be able to come here um and and i'm one of those novice right like Ever since I can remember, I'm a. I've just been obsessed with games. You, you name it, you put a game out there. I I just enjoy, you know, the camaraderie around games. And uh, every four years, curling's on TV. You know, if it's on the other side of the, the hemisphere, it's like seven a.m. and you're you're watching the Olympians do it, and you're like, this looks really cool. Like this is fascinating, and you just want to do it. I've never done it though. I've never got myself to a place. So uh, that's where you come in and and us being here is to give it a shot but what like what what, what hooked you when did you get started and how how did you discover this yeah so it's it's kind of a it's a pretty simple story
1: uh, i was actually looking just for a fun thing to do with me and my wife one afternoon uh and i i somehow stumbled upon the chicago curling club and they have just an introductory class uh, <laughs> a learn to curl and so it was a fun kind of date afternoon uh for us, and they gave us some information about membership, and I was like, you know, it's not overly expensive. Let's let's try it out. You know, can't hurt. Uh, and we've just been hooked ever since. You know, it's 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 uh, it's 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 ton of fun. One of the things that that I've really enjoyed is that there's not a big barrier to entry. You know, you you don't have to you know have the best equipment or you know be six foot five and you know you don't have to be fast you know this is all about touch it's all about strategy uh and you know we'll certainly talk about this more but there's obviously a lot of parallels to golf uh and you know i've been a member here for about three four years now uh and you know see myself being a member for for
0: many more years to come the the parallels are i'm already you know seeing those parallels to golf, uh, just walking around. You know, I noticed uh, in the back here over by the fireplace, you guys had to, a couple maps of Scotland. And, you know, th- this game this game comes from Scotland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, right off the bat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you know about that, just the origin of this game coming from uh from the links land as we like to call it.
1: Yeah, so uh you know I don't have specific dates and all and you know being a history major I feel kind of bad that I didn't do more research oh, on, before man. coming on. How the, long did you know about this pod? On the pod, but you know yes uh you know currently certainly uh started over in Scotland, came over here to uh to, to the United States. Uh, you know, one little tidbit, though, is largely uh, farmers that started the sport here in the United States. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, all, all, well, all you really need is, you know, back then, a pond, just some frozen water, and you know, you could throw some stones and have a broom, and that's really where it started. So, you know, Scottish farmers who settled uh, in America really started the the sport, and then obviously just kind of continued to grow and grow and grow. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 again, it's it's picking up steam, more and more people are getting interested in it, more and more people are curious about it. Um,
0: well, I think it's it's cool that uh, you started with your uh, your spouse, your wife, you know, and and I did notice like right now we're seeing a couple that's out there, you know, on the ice, look like they're getting ready for a league night, um, and I and I did see some pictures of members up on the wall. It does look like it's a lot of couples. Why, why do you think this lends itself to kind of you know bringing in more? more diverse set of both female, male, you know, participants.
1: Yeah. So, you know, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of different things that, that play into that. Um, you know, again, I think there's a very low barrier to entry. Again, you don't, you, you know, whether you're five foot four or you're six foot four, you know, you still got to throw the stone down the ice. So it's, you know, it's very similar to golf in that, you know, you, you got to put the ball in the, in the hole Nobody, you know, the the uh, golf club and the golf course, they don't know how tall you are, how fast you are, uh, and you know this is a sport where you've got four players on a team. Uh, I do curl with my wife uh, every Sunday afternoon, so it's a it's a sport that we can do together. Uh, and there are plenty of days, you know, I'm I'm definitely the more athletic one out of the the couple, and there are plenty of days where she just kicks kicks my butt uh, on the ice. And uh, she definitely gets a a big kick out of that. So I think it's just, you know, it's a great great place to, you know, spend a few hours. It's very casual. Um, You know, the big tradition is after you play your match, the team who wins has to buy their corresponding um, uh, competitor a drink. And then after the first drink, the losing team has to buy the uh, winning team a drink. So it's it's all about, you know, having fun. You obviously want to do well and have that competitive uh, part of your life. But it's, again, all about enjoying the time with others. Uh, and uh, it's just a great place to go to to try to get through the winter when you're, you know, itching and scratching to get out on the golf
0: course in a couple of months. Right. I, I, I think it is. it probably has to line up fairly perfectly with the golfer's schedule, right, your uh Shoulder season into the winter, you can be out on the ice curling, and then back on the golf course. Come May, is that about the season for you guys? Is that what you you're curling? What is the curling season?
1: Yeah, so our so our season really starts uh, with our annual Windy City Bonspiel, uh, and Bonspiel. we'll get in we'll get in I've more to of Bonspiels. Yeah, we'll we'll certainly get into that more. Uh, but we start with doesn't our. Doesn't
0: w- sound Scottish to me. That sounds <laughs> like there's got to be some German influence, perhaps. I, I plead the fifth. I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. But,
1: uh, yeah, Poor so we we, we we always start around uh, mid-October, uh, and uh, we always have league play that runs through the first week of January, and then we have a second league schedule that runs through the end of March, and then we conclude the year in early April with our end-of-year Bonspiel. Uh, and for everybody that's, that's listening and, you know, new to curling, a Bonspiel is a term uh for a tournament essentially uh and uh so what you do is you feel the team of four you travel out to another curling club and you're going to compete against the other teams that are that have assembled at the at the Bonspiel.
0: that's that's awesome I think we might need to have a new club Bonspiel is that doable is that
1: i would be i'd be all about that I'd yeah
0: i think i mean we're we're pretty pretty focused heavily focused on the golf thing but um I, I don't know. Bonspiel just has a nice ring to it. That could be a lot of fun.
1: Well, you know, it's all—it's all you know—that's—it's it's, you know part of what I love about about you guys and what you do at New Club is you guys are creating a sense of community, and you know, this is really—you know—the the curling community is is pretty tight knit. I mean, people are traveling to you know other states for for bonspiels. They're hanging out in the summers. You know, you really develop friendships that go throughout the year. Uh, and so there's certainly a lot of parallels with uh, what you guys are doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's something that just attracts me to this game, and maybe that part of it, right? Like I've I've always enjoyed games. I always love competing. Um, but but at the end, I, I always enjoy team sports more than individual. And that was always like a, a struggle I had with golf. But this this is like it's an individual pursuit. But it, curling's a team game, right? I mean, yeah. Maybe and and for those that have no idea what curling is at all, maybe talk about how it is a team game talk about the elements of like what the goal is you know if you were like perhaps talking to either me or a fifth grader you know, <laughs> like, what's the easiest way to understand you know the concepts of this this sport
1: yeah yeah that's a great great question so um you know you basically have what's called a house uh that's at the end of an ice sheet or you know ice rink uh as a lot of people would think uh and the house is uh you know really three or four circles and you've got to get it as close to the middle as possible to score points uh and you've got most of the time you've got eight rounds to to play uh so you play down that's one round uh or what we call an end an so end, one, one end, down is an end one down is an end and then you come play back that's a, that's your second end uh, and, yeah, the, the, the uh, focus of the game is really just to score more points than the other team. Uh, but, as you said earlier, it's a team game. So, one person is throwing the rock or stone. Uh, and then you've got two people who are standing beside the stone as it goes down the ice called sweepers. Uh, and they've got uh, brooms that are trying to either speed up the rock... So that it reaches the house, or you can sweep to keep it straight, uh, and um, and then you've got what's uh, you know lastly referred to as your skip or kind of team captain, and that person's standing at the other end of the ice, and they're your 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 aiming point. So you aim at them, and you know there's a lot of similarities when you're throwing the stone to putting. Because you're trying to read the break, you're trying to read how the ice is going to react. Uh, so just like you're on a putting green, you're going to read the green to say, okay, I see you know, a foot outside the right or a foot outside the left. Your skip or team captain is going to help you try to identify how much curl or turn there is to try to get down to the center of the
0: house. So this does the sweep and this is gonna sound like a an asinine question perhaps to you know an expertise an aficionado of, as yourself but like how does the sweep really do anything I mean I always see him yelling at him you know I especially like on the Olympics like if it's the German team like they just seem so angry and they're yelling at that poor sweep is is his effort like does that yield any what benefits how far can he move that stone as it's you know traveling the length of a of an end Ooh, yeah you so
1: you know I, I would love to give you numbers to try to help out uh, I don't know exact numbers but it absolutely does pull the rock or move the stone f- further down the ice um, so you know the, si- the simple way to think of it is uh, you know as you're as you throw the stone down the ice you know there's a little there's imperfections on the ice right yeah and the sweeping helps to smooth out the ice so that, you know, it's, you're creating a little friction. So you're trying to kind of smooth it out. You're trying to, you know, create a little bit more speed so that the rock can glide down the ice a little faster. Um, so the other, yeah, there, there, it does make a difference. Uh, and, you know, the, again, the other thing that it makes even a bigger difference, too, is it keeps the stone straight, uh, so as you release the stone, if you think that it's not curling on the right line, you're going to yell sweep and you're going to say, you know, keep, that, keep the stone straight so that it maybe, you know, doesn't overcurl and maybe it hits a stone somewhere else that's in the house that you don't want to hit. Um, so, there's, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but it does make a difference. That is not a myth. Uh, and uh, that is kind of a novice
0: question, Matt, I have to say. Yeah, sorry, I had to, I had to. Um, No, I'm sure they're all equally important, not just just the skip. Uh, It would be cool to see golf. You know, the golf's looking for new ways to make the game interesting from both a playing and spectating, you know, perspective. Maybe they uh, throw sweeps into golf. You You know, know, (laughs) caddies can now, like, sweep, you know, the (laughs) lines to make that little, like, right-to-lefter a little bit less – Left to right. You know? you know,
1: I think your local superintendent may be a little
0: upset if you try right. to rough hey, up just, the, the putting green a little come bit. come a long way, man. <laughs> like, we got to think outside the box. No, that's, it's awesome. And actually, we're, we're right in front of the uh, – what do you call it? The Ice House? Right, is it Yep. Yeah, we're right in front of the ice house and we're able to see it. I'm I'm watching like in a straight line. These guys release. They have that little bit of spin and you can see it actually moving a couple different probably a few feet as it goes down the ice. Is that are there uh again, golf analogies, how my brain's gonna work. Is there like people that draw the stone and people that fade the stone? Like is there a preferential way to go about getting in the house?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um there's really not a a a a preference. Um, uh, it's really based upon how the that end kind of develops. So, uh, you know, if if you've got stones up in front of the house which are called guards, they're protecting other stones that are in the house. You may have to go around them, and so that might mean you're going to draw or you're going to fade, right? Um, and it really is just predicated on what you see in front of you. So, you know, one end you might throw a draw and then the next next end you might throw a fade. Uh, you, just, you just don't know. That's, that's really what also makes it so interesting. Even though you're, you're playing the same game and you're just going up and down the ice, you know, golf, you've got a different hole every time. But here... The way the end the end develops is completely different. Some ends you get a lot of stones in the house. Some ends you have no stones in the house, and it's just it's really it's like a custom end every single time. Just like you're playing a different hole every time. Yeah, single like not time. every
0: shot's a little different. You're trying to achieve something. Absolutely. Something else. What's your role on the team?
1: You know, that's 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 a good question. Um, so, like I said, you've got four people on the team. Uh, I do a little bit of everything, you know, I've got, uh, you know, I play in a league where I play second. I also play in a league where I'm the skip. So I'm the, the, the team captain. That's more of a beginner's league. Uh, but you know, what you, um, what's, what's so interesting about the different positions is they all serve a really important purpose. If you have uh, a number one player who's going first, they can throw two stones out there that are perfect and it becomes really difficult for the other team to try to beat them. The flip side of that is you could also have then, you know, your third player could make a couple of an amazing shots and you might maybe lose a point, And then after those couple shots, you could win three or four points. Every, every player, um, you know is is so important on the team and there's really not a um you know there's not anybody that's I guess more important than the other
0: now you're you're when you're the skip when you fill fill the role of the skip on your one team what's your style are you like a Mike D'Antonio D'Antonio do you try to push the the stone if you will Do you go aggressively or are you more that strategic defend the house type of type of coach like a Krzyzewski
1: yeah you know I don't. I never really thought about my style like that. Um,
0: you know, I'm sure your team talks about you all the time afterwards. Probably <laughs> at the blind field, you're like, "Can you believe Skip tonight?" Yeah, I know. I know.
1: you should. You should. You should probably ask Mark. Sometimes he might give you a good answer. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but um, uh, no, you know, I, it it really all depends upon how the game develops, and you know, if you're, you know, if you're up five points, you're going to play a little more conservative. Yeah. Uh, So to me, in my mind, I kind of equate it to, you know, if you got off to a really good start in a round of golf, you know, four or five under or something like that, uh, you know, you might you might play a little conservatively on a par five. That's got a lot of hazards around you. Now, if you're if if you're chasing, you got to play a little more aggressively. So you might try to hit shots that are a little bit more difficult, but give you a little bit more opportunity for more points.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, Canadian memorabilia around the clubhouse here, uh, and now I'm realizing that our our Canadian ambassadors are listening to this and thinking I am a complete moron. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, why, this game's like huge in Canada, right? Everybody oh plays God. it. Everybody watches. it's Massive
1: in Canada. It's massive. So when we do our when we host our annual Bonspiel in October, I'd say a third of our teams come from Canada. I mean it's 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 just amazing and I will say you know uh shout out to all the Canadians they could not be nicer guests they are so appreciative that we're hosting the event uh they really do love to come down here for the booze I will say that that's that's one <laughs> of the things that they absolutely love but yeah. um yeah it is absolutely crazy up there in Canada um you know they uh they host an annual their 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 national championship is called the uh Brier uh and so if you're you know interested to learn more, more about curling and the Brier uh it's one of the largest uh Canadian events sporting events uh on an annual basis in the country.
0: Huh. That's wild. Yeah, I actually was listening to something the the new CEO Hanma Hanma Golf Clubs, you know, mm-hmm. like the Platinum you know, uh, faced gold, <laughs> expensive golf clubs. Um, Justin Rose is sponsored by it. the the CEO. Actually, was like a I guess champion of the Briar is what I. That's crazy. Read. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big deal, huh? That's oh my god. It's like a, hu- $1 a $1 it's, $1. it's it's
1: it's it's a huge deal. I mean, it it imagine. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's as big as the Super Bowl for for Americans, but it has to be something similar up there that, you know, that's, you know, hockey and curling are their two national sports. And I'd imagine it probably equates pretty similar to football for, for
0: Americans. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. This is, I mean, we could talk curling all day, but I do want, I've been wanting to have you on this the member section of the podcast for a while uh, to not just talk curling. <laughs> we, we could do this a, a lot longer. Cause I still have a lot of questions and I want to get out there and I want to give it a go. And maybe we do have a little, new club bond spiel. I don't know if we have to be vetted first before we go all, you know, go full bond but I would love that. I'd uh, love to love to have new club out here. I, we'll, we'll see if we can get enough members, you know, together to try this out. Cause I think, I think it would be a, a blast, you know? Uh, and I see all these comparisons with, with golf and in, in a lot of ways, even the clubhouse we're sitting in, like and maybe not our clubhouses here, but um, over in Scotland and Ireland, you know, the clubhouses really are, are built around two things, golf, you know, facilitating golf coming in and out that door and community and, and just having a simple place to, to sit, to, you know, reminisce, to have that post round hang, as we call. And, and I see that here. You know, this is this is kind of it's vibey. It's got a good vibe.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, everything, you know, our 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 primary focus is to keep the the dollars and, you know, our 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 costs on the ice. And keeping the ice quality. And, you know, we really want to pay a lot of attention to to keeping the consistency uh, of the sense of community. Uh, and, you know, yeah, we you would call the post around hang uh, at the club and. You know, there's a lot of wood paneling, and I'll be perfectly honest, we probably haven't done a lot of updates in the last 30 years. But, Love it. you know, that's that's what, you know, you, you really don't find these places around all that often right. anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, you know, the, the focus is on the sport. The focus isn't on, um, you know, a, a modern clubhouse where, you know, people want to come and dine and have you know a wonderful dining experience you know we don't even serve food here you know we we've got a great bar and we've got great ice and you come for the uh, you come for the ice and you hang out have a few drinks and you know there's kind of an old joke uh that you know we talk about that's uh um you know it's a it's a uh, a drinking club with a curling problem <laughs> you know that's that's one of the things that that a lot of the members always kind of joke about because we we, we enjoy hanging out with uh, our fellow members, um, and uh, we want the focus to be where it needs to be, and that's on the sport of
0: curling. That's great. That's great. So, uh, I met you through the game of golf. I had heard your name. We're both amateur golfers, c- competitive uh, sometimes. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I met you, it was actually through a new club and, and on the club side because you were representing a few private clubs. Uh, through, through Kemper Sports, who you work for. And, you know, our first meeting at just a restaurant in the northern suburbs, I felt an immediate kind of kinship with you as we started talking about golf. And, I, you know, you, you feel there's a commonality anytime somebody enjoys golf. You know, you have that language to be able to talk about, just like I'm sure you feel with the curling club. Um, but for for you, it was a little bit I could tell you were a guy who – Maybe it was almost a born again golfer, like you've lived multiple golf lives, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Sure, and and that's how I have have many times reflected on my own, you know, golf experience, where uh, for so long, growing up, trying to perfect something that's can't be perfected. It was about score. It was about you know trying to to be this uh, college golfer, and then try to be a professional golfer, and try to be like something that you're you're not, and just. Uh, going through that and learning a lot of lessons, but then you know, years later coming back to it at least for me, uh, and making it about all these other things about an interesting golf course, a compelling round with the the foursome of friends or new people that you've never met before, and and more maybe a more romantic ideal of the game. And uh, and I felt like you you kind of shared that you you love to compete, uh, but where where did you where did it start for for you playing golf and uh and then when did when did you have that that renaissance
1: <laughs> yeah no that's a that's a that's that's probably a perfect description of how golf has evolved for me and my life so you know for me i started playing golf really just going to a driving range with my dad. Uh, you know, I th- I think he still has his golf club at home, but it's probably way too small for me now. He just gave me a 5-iron when I was like 7 years old. And uh, it was just a reason for him to go to the driving range to hit balls and then have me tag along. And I always had my trusty 5-iron. I always had that 5-iron. And I just got a little bit more interested. And you know, we would always go on, on family vacations. My dad would always sneak out to play golf, and I was always curious what he was doing. So... Eventually, I got my own set of clubs, very much hand-me-downs. I want to say Walter Hagen was inscribed on the the clubs, so you know these were very, very old, Uh, and we played a couple of rounds, and, you know, I really enjoyed it, but, you know, it was just more having gone on family vacations. I didn't really want to spend, I guess, a lot of time, you know, hanging by the beach all the time, so I wanted to go hang out with my dad on a golf course, um, And, you know, I kept getting more and more interested in it and kept getting a little bit better, a little bit better. Uh, And, you know, a really big milestone, strange way to say this is a milestone, but uh, junior year of high school, I got cut from the baseball team. And I'd played baseball my entire life and was a pitcher, never really could throw super hard. You know, I think my fastest was like 82 uh so well you know when you're a lot of a lot of the guys on your team uh are throwing the 80 88 90 it's you know seems slow yeah <laughs> uh but you know i got cut from the baseball team and you know i'd always known i'd want to wanted to play a sport in college and at that point golf uh co- excuse me baseball was not an option for me
0: what year were you when you got cut from the- uh this was
1: junior year of high school year. yeah and I'd always toyed around with golf and so I was always kind of that eighty-five to ninety-five golfer, but man, I had a I hit a big slice. I mean I, I you couldn't I couldn't draw the ball to save my life. Um and after I got cut, my dad got me a couple of golf lessons and the teacher got me hitting a hitting a draw. And I was super excited. And we went on a family vacation over spring break. Uh and you know where I'm normally shooting like 85 86 I remember this vividly I shot like 98 99 102 it was horrible <laughs> I had no idea where the ball was going can't talk to a draw nope can't tra- talk to a draw but uh you know it's it was it was, it was it was tough but I just I just got hooked for some reason I golf just identified with me and I think it was because I was a, I was a pitcher growing up so much and I liked the pressure on me I liked the control that being a pitcher offers and it was very, very similar, yeah. uh, in golf Yeah, balls in your hand. Right? Yeah. And, you know, kept getting better and, you know, competed in college, competed professionally and, you know, much like you're talking about how you found your way. Um, you know, after I competed professionally and golf wasn't my job anymore. Um, I didn't really know how golf fit into my life. And really took a year away from it. I think I maybe played five rounds of golf in 2013. um, And I had to reset my brain to think of golf as, you know, a leisure activity. Uh, But that doesn't sit well with me because I love love the competitive uh, part to it. Um, But what I found, you know, and very much through you guys is you know, I appreciate architecture a little bit more now. And, you know, my, my, my focus is, or I'm really excited to go play a great golf course. Um, you know, Flossmore Country Club comes to mind. Uh, you know, Sand Valley up in the middle of Wisconsin. You know, I get really excited to do that. And, it's so much more, f- you know, golf is now much more fun than it was when I was competing professionally.
0: Even when you were competing and winning, huh? Like, because I think that this, uh, I'll toot your horn for you. I mean, you're a hell of a stick. Uh, well, thank you. You won the Illinois Open in what year? 2011. 2011. Um, pretty handedly, I believe, right? You're
1: yeah, I think I won by like six or seven <laughs> shots, something <laughs> like that. Six or seven shots. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh you you can fill it up man like you you have this um incredible steady game uh you, just i'm sure people listening to you talk can tell you have the demeanor for the game of golf you know you just today pretty even keel out there, but you have that competitive fire in you too, and I've been fortunate enough to team up with you in some uh four ball contests out at the Merit club we did you know their um their event the merit am but uh but you also have this just general. Uh, welcomeness and and joy for playing, which I, I know we've we've obviously talked outside of this about that, and um, it's hard to get to. It's I think most people say like, oh, you're good. He must have so much more fun on the golf course than than I do, and i actually look at a lot of those people. I'm like, man, I I'm, I wish I was having what you guys are doing. Like <laughs> you guys, are, like that's more fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I,
1: I I will say. I mean, one of the things that uh you know I, I thought about uh, just now is. Um, you know, golf now occupies a different part of my life, being uh, a father, and mm. uh, you know, trying to balance the responsibilities of, you know, uh, my responsibilities to to my family, uh, to my wife and my uh, my daughter, and you know, I'm very strategic as to how I approach golf now. You know, I I want to have a phenomenal experience and. To me, that experience can come in different forms. I'm perfectly happy playing, you know, the local municipal golf course, but I got to play with two or three really good friends and they got to want to listen to music and we got to have a couple of beers and just have a great time. Uh, But there's also those opportunities where, you know, I want to go play at the Merit Club or I want to go play at Flossmore. And I want to. That's more of an internal challenge for me. You know, I want to go out and I want to challenge myself and and play a good golf course. That uh, if I play well, yeah, I'll I'll shoot seventy two, seventy one, sixty eight. Uh, so for me, I've found that you know I'm a little bit more picky choosy with with where I play. Um, and I and I again, I try to make the experience fun for me. Um, you know, obviously in, in my career working for Kemper Sports, you know, we're always focusing on the customer experience. How do we make the customer experience better? Uh, and that's a very difficult thing because the customer experience for me, for you, for, you know, some of the the people that are listening is completely different. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's something I, I I can't put my finger on, but we're we're trying each and every day at, at the courses I work with.
0: Yeah, no, you you uh, you're good at your job. I mean, we we've met so many different people from the uh, the world of golf who are trying to do what you guys do, and I and I think Kemper leads the way on a lot of that experiential, um, just knowing what the customer's looking for, and and I think you make a great point too on um, the. It's not mutually exclusive, right? You you can be the guy who just wants to go to the local Muni or, you know, bunt it around on nine holes, have a couple beers, listen to music. And you can be the guy that, that tees it up to, to shoot a great score and, and win a match. Um, you can actually be the same guy in the same round I've found, which is actually very challenging. I I had a hard time just getting myself away from score, where I'll, I'll sometimes be like, yeah, you know what, today <laughs> – I don't care what I shoot and I actually usually play better. Yeah, uh, but I'll say I don't I don't care what I shoot. And maybe I'm getting a little acstasical. Maybe we're just having a laugh out there and it's it's casual. Um, but I'll I'll turn the group, I'll say, Hey, these last three holes, let's, let's play a match. You know, and, and I wanna see go. if I can turn it on real quick and see if I can get like that competitive fire going. Um it's 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 not it doesn't have to be one way or the other. I guess, and yeah. I've seen that with you. I've seen you turn it on in a big way, and, and you know, close me out with seven <laughs> holes to play. But uh, I've I've seen it, and it's it's neat. It's it's good because we all can we all can do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, you know, and again, I think I think one of the things um, you know, hearing you just say that, uh, you know, it's 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 a great time to be a golfer, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, we always hear about the golf course industry or the golf industry it's it, it's a struggle but if you're a golfer if you're one of the core golfers there's never been a better time totally agree you've got so many wonderful new places opening up whether it's band and dunes stream Songs, sand valley um
0: but and, and you got reliable internet sources to show you these places exactly that used to not exist
1: exactly but you know one of the things that is just is so awesome is is what New club has offered is there's a new opportunity to join a club that you know in the past didn't exist and you know I love the flexibility that if I want to go play at the Merit Club I can but if I want to go you know knock it around with three guys at Mount Prospect which that's also a pretty good golf course pretty good golf course um, you, up. you know that's a that's a lot of fun too and so you know it, you know it, in this day and age where you know, technology is constantly at our fingertips and we're always able to choose exactly what we want when we want it, you know, you guys do a really good job of giving variety. uh, And, you know, I think that's what, you know, we're trying to do all the time in the golf course industry, you know, give a, give a new experience every single day and, and make that customer experience a little better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think in general? Most just where you sit, I think it's your perspective is very interesting. You know, working with uh, so many clubs, and and uh, Phil handles the marketing for a lot of these organizations. What wh- what do you think are some things that clubs need to do more of in twenty twenty in the twenties? Yeah, well, that's a loaded question. Or, or less of, <laughs> or <laughs> less a, of, yeah. What are some trends yeah. that you think are going to be successful?
1: Yeah, so you know everything that. Um every every private club is now trying to move towards family value right you know how do we project more value for a family uh because you know nowadays uh women are many times the breadwinners uh and you know in my personal experience they're the decision makers you know i don't have to convince a husband to join a club you know i have to convince uh his wife to I have to convince his wife that there's there's value for the family at the club um, so that's really first and foremost um, you know but uh, you know I'm I'm third I'm about to, about to turn 35 and you know it's it's also about casualness you know uh, you know the new generations uh, you know we're we're a lot more casual you know we want to go and walk into uh, um, a club and, you know, wear nice jeans, you know, and maybe flip-flops, you know. We're not going to walk in in a suit jacket or something like that. You know, those those days are very much long gone. So, you, you know, you just – every club has to try to adapt to the changing um, desires of what, you know, the the younger generation wants – but it's a really difficult thing to do cuz you also have to balance the current members and a lot of those members you know they like the way the club is you know they they they, they want to continue to do the same events that you've had for the last 15 years the key is to balance that how do you balance their desire to keep it status quo and how do you introduce new fun, exciting events, new amenities um, you know and a lot of times it's a hard thing to do, but clubs have figured out how to invite or how to invest, and they've figured out how to attract a younger audience so i think I think we're just going through a transition phase where you know clubs are gonna have to figure it out, otherwise they're just not gonna exist,
0: yeah yeah you know, i it's, uh, that's uh very interesting, obviously, you have a lot of experience with it, and um you know I, I think there's a there's a uh what is it It's a open-mindedness that I think is maybe becoming more prevalent with all clubs, where it's like, hey, this is how we do things, but you know we understand that you maybe want to wear jeans or we understand that you know in your industry you don't have to put on a collar every day or or th- things like that uh, that I'm starting to see change a bit slightly. Um, yeah, it's it's slow, and they meet slow. in the middle. You know, they meet in the middle, yeah. like all things. It's not going to be a drastic, boom! Oh, country clubs are, oh, you know, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like that's not going to happen. It's just going to be, I think, a hey, that's there, there's a middle ground somewhere um, where it's respecting all the traditions of a club and and still being innovative mm-hmm. uh, because you have to innovate. That's that's how industry works, you know. And and I don't think the golf industry is any different. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. You did. You said it way <laughs> better yourself, actually. But, uh, no, that was interesting to hear, hear you share that. Um, well, I think we've been talking for a while. Uh, the intention of these member focus pods were to keep them to 30 minutes. I knew I didn't have a chance in hell with you today <laughs> to keep it there because, uh, no, you're just great to talk to. You're, you're just th- – this curling is fascinating, and we will be back for for more action there. And I think it would be cool to bring some members to go experience this. Um one, one last question for you outside of curling outside of golf if you had to host your own podcast and uh come up with with a topic not related to we'll pull golf away from you like we always do but we'll also pull cur- curling you can't have a per- curling podcast <laughs> um what would your what would your podcast be about
1: Yeah I don't think there's enough content on curling uh to fill a podcast we'll that's uh that that'd be really tough You know um politics surprisingly I, uh, I for some reason am just I'm the that that has just, just you know, been a focus of mine. You know, I, I was a, I have a history degree from Saint Joseph's University in in Philadelphia. Um my parents were both very active uh in local politics where I grew up in Philadelphia. Uh my brother Lives in Washington D.C. and he's involved in um, uh, not in a, a government role, but he he works in a in a uh, for a, a labor union that does a lot of lobbying uh, on behalf of their union members. So, you know, I just find it I just find it very interesting. And um, you know, I you know I've had some conversations with people lately. Obviously, it's it's, it's a it's a tough subject sometimes to talk about with people, but. You know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, we need to focus more on what um, commonalities we have rather than what divides us. And um, it's just very interesting to me to see, you know, how our country evolves and how things are changing. Uh, And, you know, it's a really difficult time because technology, I mean, I had this conversation with, with Mark Uh, a couple days ago, technology is going to disrupt so many industries. And how do we as a country uh, evolve with the changes in technology? So I didn't mean to go down a a rabbit hole on
0: that one. But um, please start this podcast. I would actually (laughs) tune in for you, Phil. I mean, yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. that I didn't know that was a a passion of of yours. That's why I like to ask that question because sometimes it gets to The other thing that we think about, you know, in addition to golf all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's you know, it's uh, you know, I'm 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 a big believer. You know, and one of the things you'll hear me say is I don't really talk about party all that often. I'm a big believer in that we all need to participate. You know, to me, the minimum is going out to vote. That's that's the bare minimum. Everybody should go vote. Mm -hmm. To me, voting should be a national holiday in this country. Uh, but, you know, get involved, you know, go run for a local office, go to your school board meetings, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty Build of this an app too. and do some caucuses, <laughs> you know, it's Yeah, that's a, uh, that's another touchy guy. subject as yeah. well, but yeah, no, you're, you're hundred percent right. But you know, like I, 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 if I had a podcast, I'd try to focus it on, you know, get involved in your local community. One of the things I do is, um, I sit on something called the Lake Forest Caucus. Uh, It is an elected position in Lake Forest, and what we do is we kind of act as recruiters for the city. So we've got all these boards and commissions um, that we need to fill with volunteers. So we go out in the Lake Forest community, and we find people to fill vacancies on different boards and commissions. So like the Parks and Rec Board uh the zoning board of appeals. Uh so these are really important things that you know these are really important to for a community to function properly. Uh and I, I'm a big believer that um you gotta participate. Uh and I think it's just it's you know, more important party or whatever it's more important that you're involved, you're having your voice heard.
0: That's a great message to probably end it on. And Lake Forest, your local community is lucky to have a guy like you, Phil. And New Club Golf Society is lucky to have a guy like you too. We, we really do enjoy playing golf with you, um, having you a part of this. And and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the uh, the next bond spiel <laughs> I
1: appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for the year to come. And you know, I hope uh, um, I'm sure you guys hear this a lot, but I appreciate what you guys are doing i think you guys have found something very unique uh and i'm excited to see where it goes into the future i'm also very excited to get my first uh crack at sweeten's cove in uh about two months yeah buddy. so uh i'm just you know i i can't i you know i i really appreciate what you guys are doing um, I'm happy you guys are uh, are are doing it, and I'm excited to see where where new club goes in the in the future.
0: Well, you're a part of it, man, and we uh, we thank you, appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. All appreciate right.
0: it.